go become an expert in the dew point system. Guys, listen to what I said. It's a business that we can enjoy. It's a chance of a lifetime. It's going to jump in. We at Dewpoint really believe that this tool that we have created is our future. All right, good evening, everybody, and welcome to today's uh, teamwork. So we are doing a teamworks with uh, Farouk Simon's channel. Um, we've got a number of participants, um, and you guys are guests, whether you guests, I guess you guests to the teamworks, uh, but for all our wealth engineers that are tuning in on Facebook, a warm welcome to you. Um, if you don't understand what a Teamworks is, uh, let me explain it to you. So a Teamworks is an opportunity for any wealth engineer to basically get some, uh, I guess, personalized uh, coaching. Um, it's, a, it's certainly a workshop, so it's not a training session. Uh, we get to discuss certain topics uh, that Farouk would have requested, um, in particular for this evening's uh, Teamworks. And so we get to, to really work through a couple of topics, hopefully um, that uh, will then assist uh, Farouk's team going forward. Uh, this is a business with many facets uh, and some of these facets can be very challenging for some of us. Um, and sometimes it is just a really good opportunity to just sit down, uh, chat about it, uh, hear different ideas um, so that we're able to not only learn, but overcome uh, any of the obstacles that we might have, um, and we might learn things we didn't even have problems for. So uh, really what this evening is, it's a learning opportunity uh, that we get to put into practice going forward. So for me, that's always important. I hope that all our participants and uh, even uh, our audience watching on Facebook this evening uh, get to maybe just make note of one or two things that they uh, that resonates with them this evening and put it into practice. Um, I heard a lovely, uh, a lovely description of mistakes. Mistakes aren't mistakes. They are, uh, they are learning opportunities, but they're only learning opportunities. If we put them into practice, they are tests, right? Like any scientist would know uh, they're not mistakes. Thomas Edison made 10,000 mistakes before he finally got the light bulb working. He didn't see them as mistakes. He said, I just had to try 10,000 times before I got it right. That's all he had to do. Um, and so that's what business is about. It's not something that's uh, you know unique to Dewpoint. Um, it is something that we are able to apply in any situation in life. Um, and so hopefully... Uh, if you're of that mindset where you don't like making mistakes, hopefully a little bit of prompting, a little bit of practice, and a little bit of intention on your part will, will change this, uh, this idea of uh, mistakes into something that is testing. You're testing the market. You're trying things out. You, you're courageous. You're vulnerable at the same time. You're not scared to, to make mistakes because you know um, – you're out there testing every day. If you're one of those people that are only testing once a month, it's going to hurt a lot more when you make mistakes if you're only testing once a month. So hopefully um, you guys are all out there testing multiple times a day. And so making a couple of mistakes every day is not an issue because tomorrow is a new day, lots more tests, lots more learning. And hopefully through this process, you get to evolve, you get to become better, more effective, and hopefully you get to help other people on this journey. All right, so Farouk has put together um, a number of, uh, shall we say, topics um, that he would like to discuss this evening, and so that's great. I love to, uh, I love it when our wealth engineers are pointed in what they want to discuss because it means they have been testing and they've realised 
these things keep coming up. How do we deal with these particular things? And so the topics that we're going to be going through, uh, there's about six of them. I'm going to go through them one by one. Um, the participants, so Farouk's channel, you guys are absolutely welcome to interrupt me at any stage and just, just ask me a question or if you want me to clarify something or if you want to you know, take the topic into a slightly different direction, um, go for it because this Teamworks uh, is typically something that we would have done at head office. I know Farouk's team, a lot of you guys aren't in Gauteng, but nonetheless, uh, it's a workshop. This is not training. Don't turn it into training. I want to hear from you guys. So don't be shy. Um, you know, when I'm going through the different topics that Farouk has put forward, um, in the back of your mind, think of how it applies to you in this business per se, right? Because we've all got these different challenges and obstacles. If you're just watching it like it's training, it's going to go in one ear and out the other. Think of how you apply what we discuss um, this evening. And as I said, do not be shy. Click on that unmute button and just shout. Just shout. Um, I know we've got a couple of people um, whose testing this month has really uh, turned into a growing channel. So uh, Kim and Rishka, I know you ranked up this month. So congratulations to you guys. Uh, that is when your actions turn into, into uh, new wealth engineers. And new wealth engineers means that your income is growing. And if you're ranking up, like uh, you've done the last month, that means your income has gone up. And that, at the end of the day, folks, is what we have to do, right? We have to grow channels. We don't want to be static. Mm -hmm. uh, we're sitting in the same position we were last month. Uh, we either learned something last month uh, or we earned more last month or both. If you've done neither, if you haven't learned anything and your income hasn't gone up, then there's a problem. All right. So the first topic is, um, is going the distance. Uh, so I've enjoyed these, these topics that, that Farouk's put forward uh, because I've got a couple of questions um, about the topics, right? We just have this title, Going the Distance. What on earth does that even mean, Going the Distance? Uh, Farouk, what does that mean to you when you put this title forward? Uh, I can imagine what it means, but uh, let's hear it from the horse's mouth. Hi Rob, thank you so much. Going the distance, what it means to me, it means um, just, you know, putting in effort every single day and enduring, you know, through tough times, through storms, through tribulations or trials, you just keep on going, you just keep on going, you know. So Dupont is not a to, uh, year today and gone tomorrow business, it's a business that, you know, we're looking at in the long term. So that's why I chose this topic and I really want the team to understand that even if you don't earn in your first month, it doesn't matter because you still have the rest of your life to do this business. So that's what going the distance means to me. Yeah, uh, it's, not, it's not going to the shops on the corner. That's not distance. When we talk distance, I want you to have in mind Ironman distance or Comrades Marathon distance or, uh, you know, like these crazy guys that cycle around the rim of Africa. Or uh, I saw a 70, I think it was a 76-year-old man from Britain rode solo across the Atlantic Ocean for charity. Think about that. 76 years old, he rode on his own in a rowboat across the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, that just blew my mind. So when we talk about distance, 
Chanel, there we go. Okay, Chanel's muted. When we talk about going the distance, we talk about, I think we talk about something significant, right? Um, and so when you joined Dewpoint, think about when you joined Dewpoint. It might have been at a whim, uh, but if it has been at a whim, I'm going to I'm going to push you to kind of understand the value of Dewpoint in the long term. Uh, because if you've joined at a whim, it means that you perhaps haven't given it as much thought as it needs. And perhaps even if you've, you know, if you took a long time to decide whether you wanted to join this business or not, um, having an appreciation for the value of Dewpoint, as Baruch says, in the long term uh, is, is fundamental to you being able to go the distance. Because if you don't value Dewpoint as something that can sustain you in the long term, right? Uh, we got statistics uh, today. Brennan was very kind to send me some horrendous uh, figures about um, what's happening to the traditional job market in South Africa. Um, our unemployment has jumped to 34.4%, which means in the last 90 days, we've lost 600,000 jobs in three months. And so when we talk about understanding the value of Dewpoint, something like that highlights the value of Dewpoint because Dewpoint is not employment. It's not a traditional form of creating income. Um, it is entrepreneurship. Um, and unless you understand the value, you will never go the distance unless you understand the full value and the true value of Dewpoint. Right? And so when this becomes hard, because if anything that is significant in doing, it means it's going to be hard. It wouldn't be significant if it was easy, right? Taking a little walk to the shops to go get the newspaper on Sunday, that's not significant. Doing Iron Man, right, is significant. That's why so few people do it. Um, and so when we think about going the distance with Dewpoint, maybe you need to define that for yourself, right? I've said you need to see the value. What do you mean see the value in Dewpoint? When does Dewpoint become valuable to you? Have you guys thought about what that means? Have you, have you visualized what that means? Um, when I did Iron Man, um, and it was a long time ago, <laughs> I was a lot younger and stronger, um, I think what drove me, because I was terrified of doing the race, I mean, the numbers, the numbers just boggled my mind. And when I looked at it on paper, I just thought it's, it's nearly impossible to do. Um, and so uh, I think what motivated me was, and this was certainly from an ego point of view, was if you do this, if you finish this, then you've done it. You can, you can tell people and you can tell yourself that you've done this race that so few people, few people even try to do, let alone finish. Um, and so in my mind, that's kind of what I was after, right? To do something that was significant in this business. You've got to define what that significance is. So what is it for you? If you think right now what that is for you, I know, for, I know Farouk has spoken about his aspirations in this business of wanting to have the car that he wants to drive a country. Maybe I think it was a Porsche. He's spoken about the ability of opening up skating schools in communities. Um, you know, what does it mean for you? Because if you don't have that carrot dangling in front of you, what would motivate you? Why would you do this business? Because there are going to be months 
where you don't want to do this business. And if you've joined the business at a whim, if you don't see the true value of what it is, if you haven't visualized or at least have in your mind what this business can potentially do for you, if you don't have any of that, you will not last. You're not going to go the distance. And so that is one of the steps that you need to take for yourself. And it's perhaps something that you need to be aware of with your first pointers. How many of you know what the true aspiration of your first pointers is in this business? Yes, you do. That's great, right? Mm. Yeah, that's great. Understand what aspires people because it's different for everybody. Don't assume yes. that money is the motivator for everybody. It isn't. Often money is just a means to an end, right? Um, understand what that end is for a lot of people. It's all different. And when you understand that, you start creating a more authentic relationship with the people on your first point. You can motivate them because you know what motivates them. If you don't know what motivates your first point is, how are you going to build any kind of culture in your, in your business? Because yeah. then really you just see those people as numbers, right? You need to start becoming a little more... Um, personal with the people involved in your business. Mm. Mm. Any questions, guys? Oh, definitely. Uh, Rob, exactly what you were saying. Um, like, obviously, I always like telling my people as well, my first point is, second point is, you name it. Number one, your why has to make you cry. I always I, I always tell people, make it something personal, the reason why I want to do this business. When I have a conversation with my first point is and so on. Because at the end of the day, if your why doesn't make you cry and money is going to motivate you, you never get to have it. Because if you think about it this way, back in our lives, in our daily lives, most of the time money is our motivation. But guess what? Most of the time, all of us, most of us are broke anyway. So if money was truly the motivation, you would have had it already. You're going to get what you are. So if you want more in this business, you have to become more. So that's the biggest thing as well. The exact same as I always tell myself in MW, um, I tell all the guys as well, and it stands for no matter what. So we go in the distance is concerned. You have to add that, that mindset of no matter what, I'm going to achieve it. No matter what obstacles I'm going to have, I'm going to either go around the obstacle over it or I'm going to go straight through it. So it literally all depends on you as well. And you have to add that mindset. I always tell my brother. Yeah. So Karen, would you mind sharing what your, oh, as yes. you said, your why, why is? Yeah, no problem. Look, uh, to put it to you this way, my why is first my family. Okay. My family has been every step of the way for me. Uh, a little bit about myself. And Farouk knows this is the reason actually why I started with Dewpoint. Okay? So I've been in, like for example, multi-level marketing, network marketing industry for uh, for years already. And when I saw Constantia, life and Suncom, firstly, Constantia, life is the thing that actually got me. Because I was born in Constantia Hospital. Um, I, was <laughs> born at, I was born premature. I was born in five and a half months. Born with holes in my eardrums, holes in my heart lungs had to be artificially developed, right? And through all of this tough times, my parents had to go through financial difficulties, et cetera, et cetera, like many of us, anyway. So with all of that, with my past being kidnapped before, et cetera, et cetera, I always, I always wanted more in life. I always wanted to give back, especially to my parents. And my entire goal for this, for my business is, one of them, is to give back to my parents, to go to my mother and tell her, drive past a house, and literally tell her, look, um, you see that house? You see how beautiful that house is? She will surely agree with me. I'll give you the, I'll tell her, come, let's go knock on the door. And then I'll give her the key. And that's going to be the house. Because look, that's something that motivates me. 
also the general public. At the end of the day, there are so many people out there who are broke, people who want more in life, but they also don't want to become more. So in a sense, I want to be that vehicle to build, empower people. May it be building leaders, may it be building what, but at the end of the day, to empower people, because at the end of the day, I always, I always say knowledge is power. The richest place in the world is a graveyard because people died with all those ideas, inventions, et cetera, et cetera. And here with Dewpoint, what I love is the fact that we're sharing that knowledge with people. The fact that we're doing this right now, live on social media, that the masses can actually see it and actually get, gain a little bit of knowledge. You get what I mean? So that is one of my biggest motivators. My family, through and through. And have you, I mean, have you consciously have had to tap into that motivation at times in the business? Put, yeah. Look, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, excitement lasts for 48 hours, right? And <laughs> yeah. I literally always have to, you literally have to find ways to keep yourself excited. I literally, I literally sent on, on one of the groups and I stole Farouk as well early on. I, I was so happy early on when someone told me the words pyramid scheme. I, I was so happy to actually hear someone tell me that. Because I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bury you with a funeral policy. Not really, but <laughs> <laughs> my thing is this: just the fact that I use it as a game in a sense, right? Because you can't always be too serious. You have to find ways and means to not only motivate you to give you that drive within the business, right? Because there are going to be days that people are going to tell you no. There's going to be days that people are going to tell you this or that or give you excuses. But at the end of the day, you can either make excuses or you can make money. You can't do both, and that's the thing that always just keeps me going. Yeah, exactly. So um, I hope that everybody understands the value of um, going through this process with yourself. You know, perhaps when you join, you're like, okay, I can make a little bit of money on the side. That's great. Of course, yep. you know, that's a universal kind of need is, is to have um, some income, especially with all the risk that we're experiencing at the moment. But beyond that, you need to go through this process that we've just gone through now, understanding the value of what Dewpoint can possibly give you. You might have not uh, realized the value that Dewpoint can give you. Um, the business is still young. If you've been in this business for less than five years, it's still early days. Five years in entrepreneurship, a lot of companies that get involved and start new businesses will only hope to break even at around five years. He has a business where you can start making profit in your first month, um, but you still have to undergo the distance and the trials and tribulations of building your business over a long period of time. If you think you're going to do anything significant in your first five years, you're wrong. Right Now, that might shock you because you might be going, uh, okay, I didn't really sign up for five years, um, but... What happens when you change your mindset into something that's long-term, what you can achieve changes. And so you look and, you know, often I compare um, what you can do when you own your own business compared to what you do with regards to salary. Um, you're going to work for 45 years, whether you like it or not, right? If you're lucky, if you're one of the lucky ones, you'll get to go to work every day for 45 years. But what do we have to show for it? Statistically, we know that people aren't able to even retire financially independent after 45 years of working for somebody else. And so when Rob says to you, look, you've got to have an outlook way longer than five years in the Dewpoint business, that shouldn't scare you. That should excite you. 
because you're able to build something that pays you. It's something that you own, that you can sell. You get to create this asset that you have liberty of growing every single month without your costs going up. That doesn't exist in entrepreneurship. And so you could argue that this business is better than traditional entrepreneurship because traditional entrepreneurship is going to cost you typically your life savings. You've got to put all your money, all your time into it. It's got massive risk attached to it. Here, you've got an entrepreneurial opportunity that has removed the risk for you, but still has the upside. I don't know if anyone watches Shark Tank. Does anyone watch Shark Tank? Where the entrepreneurs come to propose a business proposition to the billionaires, right? They had a local one. There's one in America that's very popular. There's one in the UK. And the entrepreneur will come and propose this business proposition. It might be an existing business. It might still be in development. And then those billionaires will roast that entrepreneur, right? Um, and often they will then structure a deal. The billionaires will say to the entrepreneur, okay, I'm prepared to give you half a million pounds investment. I want 50% of your business. And so they'll... Every entrepreneur that comes to propose a business solution, if they're lucky, the billionaires will propose buying part of their business, right? One of the best deals you can get from those successful people is where they agree to pay you a royalty. What is a royalty? A royalty is when they pay you regardless of the profit you're making. And at due point, you get something very similar to a royalty that gets paid to you every single month, regardless of whether Dewpoint as a business is profitable or not. You get to take that number off the top every single month, regardless of Dewpoints, whether we're making operational profit, whether we're making a loss, right? And so from an entrepreneurial point of view, the setup of Dewpoints Returns Program is the best deal you're going to get. And you get to grow that, what is almost a royalty, every single month. And so when we talk about five years, right, going beyond five years, well, let's talk about 45 years. Imagine putting 45 years into this business. We've got wealth engineers that have got to the 3 million mark probably in three or four years in this business, and their income is still growing. What, where are they going to be sitting at the 10-year mark? You have that opportunity in this business. That is what going the distance is all about. It's about having a long-term plan. If you don't have the long-term plan, you're almost wasting your own time. You haven't looked at the business properly. You haven't been brave enough to ask yourself the question, what can Dewpoint do for me? You might have been happy at the thousand rand a month. But I'm telling you, there's way more to be had. And if you don't aim higher, you will never get beyond what you're aiming for. If you're aiming for a thousand rand, I promise you, you're not going to get more than a thousand rand. If you make a hundred thousand rand a month, your ambition, you'll get to a hundred thousand rand a month. What is your ambition in this business? What's your goal? What's your plan? The moment you start thinking big, your behavior follows that ambition. If you think small, you're going to do small things from a behavior point of view. If you think big, your behavior will follow that attitude. On to our next uh, slide, which is 
get my head out the way there. Dew point as a career. Now that's a fairly loaded uh, topic. Um, Farouk, what did you have in mind when you said people should consider dew point as a career? Hi Rob, um, what I had in mind is um, at least, you know, if you do this sort of dew point as a career, you know that you can, you have the liberty of increasing your earnings every single month, you know, and that's what I saw when I joined the business. I was like, okay, I have an opportunity to increase my earnings every month. And, you know, I'm actually on a growing asset that I can actually inherit it to my kids one day or sell it back to the company. So I think that it's very, very important to actually think about, you know, is your job really going to provide you that career that you want or can, you know, is DuPont going to do it for you? And I think DuPont is, is the way forward. I told the Kalunga and I told some of my teammates, I'll never work for a boss again because I've done that before and it never worked out for me. You know, I'll never do it. So I love DuPont because I got the liberty to do what I want. I can go to the beach and grow my channel. I can go to waterfront and grow my channel. I can hike up Lion's Head and grow my channel. So it's, it's just so cool. You know, you, you basically have a little bit of time freedom and it'll get better and better over the years. Yeah, so again, I think posing that question um, is again about attitude is, you know, and it could be different for different people. Um, but like you say, uh, you have the ambition of becoming successful outside of employment, right? And so the ability to start your own business, start create, building a channel for yourself, um, and getting to the point where you don't have to depend on employment. That is a great aspiration. Let me tell you right now. Um, I don't know a lot of people that would choose successful entrepreneurship um, instead of employment or vice versa. You know, all the rewards that successful entrepreneurship offers you is way better than employment. You, I would love to wake up in the morning and go, you know what, I'm going to sleep in this morning. Maybe I'll, I'll start working at 10. Or, you know, and I actually do my best work in the evening. So I'm going to actually, you know, I'm going to do my work from 10 till 2 in the morning because that's when I'm focused. The house is quiet. We don't, you don't have that option in employment. Your boss wants to see you. My wife works for a big corporate. And they are taking their pound of flesh. They are taking their pound of flesh. She sits on Zoom calls. My wife sits on Zoom calls from 9 in the morning till 7 p.m. No breaks. There's no five-minute break between meetings. She goes from one meeting to the next. She'll have two, three meetings scheduled at the same time. That's what success in a corporate looks like right? Um, and so when we consider Dewpoint as a career, I'm not saying join Dewpoint and quit your job. Don't get confused. We're not saying that. We are saying have the aspiration and the attitude of becoming a successful entrepreneur within Dewpoint so that you aren't dependent on employment anymore. Those 600,000 people that have lost their jobs, you know what they're doing? You know what they're doing right now? Those 600,000 people, they lost their jobs. Uh, getting Sasa grant. Uh, that's what I thought, Rikira. That's what I thought. <laughs> they might getting be getting Sasa a Sasa grant. <laughs> but I can bet you right now, 
they're all looking for another job. Yes. Uh, uh, on that, Rabe, um, look, like, I love the fact that you actually said entrepreneur. Like, you get many people, you use the word extremely loosely as well, eh? but so much of the people do not know. First, entrepreneur means risk taker. Someone who also takes the risks. Look, 3% of the world is rich, 97% of the world is poor. The 97% is working for the 3%. Um, but besides that as well, I love the fact that you said, obviously, look with you, with you, get you obviously your conventional, your traditional jobs, and then your, your career, what you can have with you point. But I always ask people this question, how does this sound? Yes, you can still do your, your traditional jobs, right? Your nine to five. But at the end of the day, how does this sound? You telling someone, okay, cool, I'm earning perhaps, let's make it 10K from my, my traditional job. But you know what? My part-time business or my part-time career that I started is making me 15K. That, for me, that sounds obviously way, way better. Because like, come on, and on top of it, my part-time career is actually giving me the time freedom that I can also do other things. And that look, that's what I also aspire to at the end of the day. Because yes, so much of the time when people want money, 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 but it's not that really that. That's what money can give us. Money gives you options. Money gives you at the end of the day, many times time freedom. And at the end of the day, I see that's what people are actually seeking. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know how many people, you know, if you ask people that question, is, is would you like that? I think everyone will say, yes. Mm. Yes, of course I want that. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> but you say, okay, have you considered what it takes to have that? Right? We say entrepreneur means a risk taker. Um, it's more than that. It's more about, it's more than just taking the risk. You know, that might be the problem with Dewpoint. There's not enough risk at Dewpoint. We've removed the risk. 249 rand a month is not risk. If 249 is risk for you, you've got big problems. Exactly. Right? So when we consider what it takes to get to that point, it's, it's, it's risk plus the ability to go the distance, to appreciate what that even means. What does it mean to go the distance? And once you've fully appreciated that, and it still makes you excited, then entrepreneurship is for you. That's why only 3% of the, that's why we're all working for the 3%. Right? There's a reason why there's only 3%. We're going to look at the 3% and be angry with them, feel resentful. They're the ones that have created the economy that makes jobs for the other 97%. We should be celebrating the 3%. Dewpoint allows you access to become one of the 3%. And so, again, I think it's, it's about attitude again and the ability to understand the value that you can derive out of this business. Then we have goal focus, which is, which is really part of that being able to go the distance. Um, the ability, one, the ability to set goals for yourself, to understand how to set goals for yourself, um, and also having enough self-awareness to, to understand when you're focusing and when you're becoming distracted. Um, Farouk, I think you are, from the outside, I think you're a very focused individual. Um, tell us how that has worked out for you on a day-to-day -day basis what does focus 
mean for you? Is it something that uh, I know you don't count the numbers, so you don't look at the data so much, you just go out there and go mad. Uh, but from a focus point of view, because everyone's got distraction, how do you how do you get through your day um, and end the day feeling satisfied that you've been focused on what you want? Okay, thanks, Rob. Well, look, I don't. Um, yes, you're right. I don't have a number. <laughs> I just go crazy with the prospecting. But I do plan my day. I do plan my day before I start my day. I do plan my day. So in the evening, I'll take a pen and paper out and I'll write the five most important tasks that I want to get done. And I try to wake up early so that it's quiet in the house and stuff and I can do the tasks as soon as possible. And then I start going out there and prospecting and so on. So, I mean, the, you know, it's all about the way you start your day. If you can go into starting a day on a focused level, like you meditate or whatever you want to do, read a book or, you know, just um, say affirmations, but just start off on a, like a high note, you know, and your the rest of your day will fall into place. I think like nothing can get me down, even a rejection, even if I get 50 rejections for the whole day, doesn't matter because I already started my day and I won a few things in the beginning of my day. So that's how I start my day. Yeah, basically. So focus. Yeah, that's great. I, I envy you because that's something I have really wanted to do and I've never done it um, is to start yeah, my day. Uh, you know, some people will meditate, some people will, will pray, um, whatever your routine is, um, to, to be able to do that in the morning before things get busy, before the distraction starts in your day, to be able to put time aside for yourself. Um, and whether it's through, you know, meditation or prayer or whatever it is, to understand the intent and what you want to achieve for the day. I think it's so important. I would, I would love to include that in my routine. Um, and I'm sure any of you guys listening now, does anyone do it? Do any of you make that part of your morning routine? Oh, yes, definitely. So you guys are all things. better than me. You're better than me, Kieran. <laughs> anyone else? Ladies? Ladies are quiet. They're laughing on the chat, but they're not talking. Yes, I do, Rob. Do you? Yes, that is every morning my routine before I even leave for work. Um, I must out on the night one because I do it with my parents. But in the morning, that is the first thing oh, before we do, before I go to work and leave them behind. And Pearl, what does that look like? Is that prayer for you or meditation or is it five minutes? Is it how long do you typically spend? We do a morning prayer session. So it's not anything between 15 to 20 minutes. Um, if we do the full prayer, it would be about half an hour. Okay. And and through that prayer, is there a lot of intent with regards to what you want to achieve for that day? Do you uh, Does the yes. prayer include business? Yes. It includes what we want to do for the day, where we would maybe find ourselves, be it on the road, be it at our office or at the office where I am, and moving obviously between these as well as family members and where they would maybe and yeah. so that we can make sure that we get back together as a family in the evening when we come back today. Okay, that's awesome. I think you guys uh, you guys are inspiring me. Um, I need to I need to get to the program here. Um, that's great. Um, you know typically I thought people would do that in isolation, but you do it as a family, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, 
Um, I've got some family members who just won't wake up at that time. So uh, I maybe need to do some solo routine in the morning and then maybe something in the evening. Um, but that's great, guys. Um, you know, and how that, uh, that lends to focusing you for the day. Um, the environment that we're all living in at the moment with COVID and these lockdowns and uh, the looting that's happened recently and, you know, just all of this risk and this distraction that exists in our lives, it's so important to be intentful about what you want. It's not, it's not, a, it's not just a mind trick to help you focus in the day. What it does is you have the ability to practice control. When we live in an environment that is that seems to be taking the control away from us, right? Um, and so that's so important, not just for dew point and for business, for your psyche to understand and to practice uh, the ability of intent and to actually go, actually, I do. I control my destiny. I can control what I'm doing today, right? Let no one take that away from you. Yes. Um, about like you're saying now, uh, it's helped you to focus. And another thing about meditating, it's also like building a business. It's just not a thing you'll just wake up and do the next uh, morning. You need to develop it like um, while we were doing it with Farouk, it took us three months to be in the schedule for meditating. And it's helped guys like um, to achieve like um, my, my meditation as my family, they know I'm not going to talk to them. It has to be after four, as long as it's not business. Because if I start with my family or friends, it's I'm going to have a bad day because already if I open my phone at home, they need this. If I'm not at home, my friends, this day crying. So it's just a process also, especially when I'm in Farouk's place, he will be like, don't TikTok, don't TikTok without prospecting first. Don't check your Instagram before. <laughs> All those things. So it's just a process also, Rob. It's, it's a process because you need to do it like every day. Telling yourself whatever it's going to happen, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to read my book, I'm going to pray. It's, it's, it's a process because some they fall out because they think it's just like you're doing it today, the next day you're not going to do it. Because it's helped you also to have that positive energy, that positive vibe. If anything coming at home, like like someone uh, died, something happened, I've already finished my work and I've already finished like praying, all those things. So it helps a lot. 100%. Uh, we did um, a dev seminar um, on habits. Um, you know, this, this discussion around routine is your habits and you need to develop good habits. I've developed bad habits. So in the morning, I've got habits, right? I've got to take the kids to school, make sure they get ready. And then I'll sit down with my coffee. And then my mistake is I'll open social media first. Nogalunga, like you say. Big mistake. Because social media is designed to suck you in. And then before you know it, you, you've become distracted. And you haven't even thought about what uh, you want to achieve for the day. And so... 100%. I know if I go to bed, I don't I only open TikTok before I go to bed, which again is a bad mistake because TikTok, TikTok <laughs> is where time, time changes. The minutes go past, I think about 10 times faster on TikTok than they do on any other form of social media. Before you know it, you think you've spent five minutes, but an hour has gone past. And so 
design your habits, right? Uh, and if you go watch that dev seminar that we did on habits, there are tricks that you can put in place to help you start developing good habits, especially when it's, it's quite difficult. If you've got a set routine already and you want to change that routine, it's difficult to change your, your current set of habits and your routines. And so go watch that development seminar. It will help you to kind of trick your brain into developing a couple of good habits, uh, create a couple of social contracts with yourself in the process um, so that you can just be more intentful about what you want out of your day. Then we have um, moving past rank one. Now, this is a big one. How many rank ones do we have in the house? Rank zeros and rank ones. So now Farouk has said, how do we move or ask the question, how do we move past rank one? Um, the short answer would be, well, I assume if you go to rank one, you can get to rank two, right? It's just numbers. It's just numbers. So there has to be something beyond the numbers getting in the way. Because if we look at it from a numbers point of view, uh, you need uh, four products in your qualified channel to get to rank one. So you just do that five times and then you had rank two, right? Simple. Seems simple, right? Then you had rank two. Uh, and if you can get to rank two, you just keep doing it and then you should just keep ranking up. But there's something else getting involved in this process and it's not numbers. It is emotions. Yes, Farouk. Rob, <laughs> actually wanna actually wanna say something towards this rank one. I think you know a lot of um, people they think okay, I made it to rank one and now I've made it. You know, <laughs> I've made it in Jupiter, but there's still oh, so wow. many ranks to go through. You know, low and aspirations, they just, and they just lose focus and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, like my product's paying itself and this and that. You know, you need to go to rank two, keep the momentum. And I spoke to Brendan about this exact same thing. You know, how do we get people to understand that you need to keep on moving your momentum? You know, to the next rank and the next rank. You know, um, because for me it's like it's challenging you know and it's it's exciting every time i get an sms from you but congratulations your channel has been increased it's like so exciting it's like wow you know and every morning when i wake up it's it's not like i'm a rank four wealth wealth generator i wake up and i say i'm rank zero let's do this you know so i still have that hunger and that drive to success and i think that's the reason why people think that i have some magic trick but it's not i just have that hunger and i know what i want from the business and i know i'm going to get it because i believe i can get it and i know it can take me there and, you know, just have to stay focused, you know, and that's what I tell my team, guys, just stay focused. Yes, you got to rank one. Don't lose the momentum. Don't say, yes, I've made it. So, Rob, maybe you can touch on that a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only appropriate celebration for rank one, and if you go listen to the, the intros that we used to do um, four years ago, right, at the very beginning of Dewpoint, uh, in the intro presentation, we would go through the XP Rewards program. And we would show you the whole table. We'd say, rank one, uh, you need four products in your qualified channel. You need a couple of thousand XP and you get a 55 Rand reward, right? You can laugh at the 55 Rand, but you need to celebrate that small success, right? Because it's still a milestone that you've reached. You've proved to yourself that you can build a channel, right? Even though it's the first stepping stone in that rewards program. And so the... The success that you get to celebrate is taking that 55 Rand. Like I said, you go get yourself a Frappuccino from an expensive coffee shop, sit down and, and enjoy uh, the early success. But you didn't join Dewpoint to earn 55 Rand and to get to rank one 
and to be earning a couple of hundred rand a month. And so it is certainly a place you do not want to stay. Um, you know, for me, you can look at it theoretically and go, well, if you can get to rank one, and this is something I've said in the intro presentation as well, you can get, if you can get to rank one, you can get to any rank because it just comes down to time and numbers. But what we don't address and what we all know and appreciate is that this business affects something else other than the numbers. It affects our attitude, um, our, our desire, our belief in the business. Because when you have a bad day in the business, there has to be some narrative that pops into your mind after a bad day, right? You might think you're not in control of that narrative. I'm going to tell you, you are in control of the narrative, but you have to be, again, intentful about how to control the narrative. And so after a difficult day, when you think I've got to rank one, why can't I get to rank two? What's going on? Was I lucky in getting to rank one? And I'll tell you now, every time we look at the numbers, it is just about the numbers. If you keep doing what you were doing when you get to rank nine, uh, rank one, you will get to rank two. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen because we get despondent or we get distracted. We don't have the intent. We start to doubt ourselves. That narrative that builds in our head because we had a bad day is uh, it's either going to affect your outlook on the business. So either after a bad day, you'll say, oh, I don't know if this business, right? You externalize the issue. You lose control of the issue. You say, it's not me. It's the business. I can't control the business. I can't control what people think of the business. You externalize the issue. That is a big problem, right? Because you're giving control away over this thing that you've joined, or you internalize it. You go, oh, no, it must be me. I can't do this business. Right? I'm just not built for this business. Uh, I can't handle the no's, right? Again, that's an issue. You know, whether you externalize or internalize it, depending on that narrative, it is an issue if it's negative. If you appreciate it for what it is, it's just a bad day. I just spoke to the people that were going to say no that day, right? I can't control that. That's just the way the cards have been dealt. Tomorrow could be a better day. And so do I start making up reasons why I can't get beyond rank one? And you could be at rank nine trying to get to rank 10. You could be at rank 20, trying to get to rank 21. It's the same process, people. You have to take control over this process. Because if you're going to go the distance, it's something you need to apply every single day. It's not something where you just go, oh, today I'm going to decide to do it. You've got to make the decision every day. Because every day is potentially going to be a bad day. On the flip side, every day could be a good day. But you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. You can't control the good days and the bad days. What you can control is which thoughts you allow to take rent up in your head. That's what you get to control. You get to decide what the narrative is. Because the narrative is going to define your behavior. If you're defeatist, you're going to be defeated by the business. That's not a business problem. That's a you problem. And you're going to take that same you problem into everything else. If you blame the business and you decide you're going to join another business, the problem's still there. The problem is still there. 
And so often when we talk about development from a training perspective, the other half of training is self-development. I don't know if you've seen that, that term thrown around where uh, if you want your circumstances to change, you have to change. What does that mean? I have to change. It's exactly what we've just been talking about. Do you have enough self-awareness to understand what you are doing to yourself through this process? How you speak to yourself, how it affects your attitude, how you feel after a bad day, how you feel after a good day, your aspirations in the business, the aspirations for yourself, right? And that becomes very complex. That is your personal makeup. That's something that started defining you the day you were born. It doesn't mean you can't control it. It doesn't mean you can't change, but you have to be intent about embracing personal development. Do you want to be the same person you are today in five years' time? Or do you want to be a better version of yourself in five years' time? That's the beauty of time. You get to choose if you want to become better, become a better human being, a better person, better to yourself, better to other people. Or do you just stay the same? This is how I am. Blame it on my childhood. I blame it on the environment. I blame it on all these things, all these external factors. I blame it on this. I blame it on internal factors. This is just the way I am. It's that decision that you get to make. Now, you either decide that personal development is something you work on and that you're happy to embrace and that you believe can change you or you don't. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't embrace personal development, your circumstances are not going to change. Get used to where you are now. Get used to it. But I'm telling you now, you've got all the power within yourself to change yourself, to evolve, to become better, and along with it, to change your environment. And at the same time, the most beautiful thing to help other people embrace that change too, and to see their circumstances changing. And that's really what's at the core of this business, is empowering people. It's a swear word in this country, empowerment. Empowerment, what does that mean? I'll tell you what most South Africans think empowerment is. <laughs> they think it's handouts. Chanel, are you going to talk to us? Yes, I want to say something. Yes. Okay, I've got a good example of this because yeah. I started working Currently, my workplace, I started working in the factory. And today, I'm an account assistant. So I'm Wonderful. working there 13 years now. Yeah. And um, they're also paying for my studies. They also send me to study. So I'm privileged for that because I grew a lot in the company. Chanel, were you intent on growing in the company? Was that something that you actually mindfully focused on? Did you, did you start working in the manufacturing side and going, I want more out of this business. I know okay. I can have more and I'm going to focus on getting more. Yes, yes. That was my, I took every opportunity that comes. And if they ask someone to go for training, I was always supposed to go and I just. And, and was there a part of you that was aware that you had to be courageous and vulnerable in making those choices every time the opportunity arose? Yeah. Right? You've got to yeah. be courageous. Yeah. There's got to be courage in there and vulnerability at the same time because 
every time you put your hand up, there is risk of failure. Yeah. And I'm getting awesome. because my parents never had money for me to go study and yeah. yeah, I got it today. And how how does that attitude transfer into this Dewpoint business? It's, a, it's certainly a different, a completely different set of challenges in this business. Yes, yes it is because where I am at the moment is like a plastic recycling company. So it's totally different. <laughs> And so do you feel like uh, you can use the same kind of tools that you have in terms of, okay, I need to be vulnerable doing this business. I actually need to be courageous. I need to uh, have these aspirations in place. I need to have belief in myself and in the business. Do you funnel those things into Dewpoint as well? Yes. Awesome. And that's what it's all about. People think it's I've gone completely out of focus. I don't know why. Do I need to go closer or further away? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Chanel, I'm so glad you shared that with us um, because that's case in point, right? That's It's not a simple thing. Yeah. But it's not difficult at the same time. It really just comes down to the ability of... And you just have yeah. to have great attitude and just say you can do it. <laughs> Yeah, but Chanel, you know what the problem is? People think that it's not a choice. He's such a positive person. Chanel's such a positive lady. She's such a positive lady. She must have had a good upbringing, great parents. They must have loved her. They must have shown her lots of affirmation. I don't have that, but it's a choice, right, that you get to make. It's not something that we just suddenly magically gifted with. It's not part of someone's genetic makeup. It's a decision that you get to make. Am I a positive person? Isn't that awesome that you get to design your attitude? We believe that our attitude is part of our makeup and we're not going to change. And we build up a narrative to reinforce that. And so if Rob tells me I can design who I am, he must be talking rubbish. <laughs> right? You can design your attitude. Of course you can choose your attitude. That's what meditation and prayer and having some time in the morning is all about. It's about designing your intent for the day. Not about what you want to achieve, but your behavior, your attitude, your personality, that you're going to be optimistic. You're going to smile even when you don't feel like smiling. Yeah. There's a great uh, story about the guy. Yes, for, who was that? Kieran. Uh, Kieran. <laughs> sorry, just, sorry to interrupt you there. Um, exactly what you were saying, just something on that as well that I, I literally live by. Um, look, like you said, obviously, you can, can you choose your attitude, number one? Okay. Yeah. You choose to be positive. You, you choose to be negative. It's like many of us, when we wake up in the morning, right? Now, perhaps you bump your foot or you knock your head or whatever the case may be. You literally give, for example, then afterwards, so many people say, ah, oh, I had a bad day. I had a crap day, et cetera, et cetera. No, no, no. You had a bad moment in your day. You literally allowed that moment to ruin your entire day. You gave that moment power, that negative moment power to do. So it's like, like I always say, it's like you a boat in the water, okay? Like when we spoke about the media part, look mm. on most me social media, even mass media, etc. you will literally see mostly negative things. If you watch the news, you'll see mostly negative things, right? And then after the weather, you'll see a dolphin singing or laughing, a snippet, but you're so conditioned to that negativity already, 
you decide to change the channel. So it's like you're the boat in the water, the water's in negativity. If you allow the water into your boat, you get a sink. If you don't, you're going to sell the world. And it works on the exact same principle. Like you said, you're literally choosing to be positive. You're choosing to have a good day. You wake up, you look at the clouds, you make shapes like a, like a, like a young, young child and actually start dreaming again and actually just choose to be positive. As simple as that. Yeah, again, it goes back to having that intent, having a plan for yourself. Not many people have a plan for themselves. They think they're this boat in the water with no control, um, you know, they take life as it comes. I'm one of those people. I typically just go with the flow, right? Um, I've got to I've got to use my brain a lot more to engage in being intentful, um, because just going with the flow only gets you so far, right? Um, and so to be intentful is empowering. That's where the empowerment comes from. It's not about the handouts, hoping you're hoping your circumstance is going to change. It's about going and grabbing it, having the balls to go and grab it for yourself, right? Um, and that is about moving past rank one. You probably want some prospecting tips. I'm telling you, it starts with attitude. It's always the attitude. It's a simple business. Prospecting is talking to people. It's not hard finding people, talking to them, showing them viewpoint. That's the easy part. The difficult part is controlling your attitude, your behavior. There was a great story about, um, uh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, he's been showcased. He's a U.S. billionaire. Started out self-made man. Uh, I think it was Paul Mitchell hair products or one of them. It was one of the big hair product brands. Uh, he's now the, he was the, the founder of that uh, hair brand. But he started out as an encyclopedia salesman. He's got a ponytail, long hair. Um, he looks like he's from South America kind of guy. Um, and he said when he was selling encyclopedias, uh, he, you know, door to door, knocking on the door, hi, would you like some encyclopedias? He said it didn't matter how bad a day he was having. He would have a little pep talk to himself before he knocked on that door, put a big smile on his face and said hello with happiness in his voice. Why was he like that? Because he had intent in his heart. His intent overrode his uh, the lack of self control, the lack of control in his life, right? Because his circumstance gave him the bad day. Didn't mean that he would knock on the door with an unhappy face, with this depressed voice. No, he took control of the one aspect of his life. And that's the attitude that he's taken into his life and into business. And now he's a U.S. billionaire. Started out as an encyclopedia salesman. Write those stories. If you go look at those stories, and, you know, that's the beauty of today. We've got so much testimony in so many aspects of life. And it always comes back down to attitude about controlling these aspects of your life that you've got full control of. So if you want to get to rank two, <laughs> start on yourself. Start on yourself. Bouncing back after losing momentum. That's a great shot. Getting punched in the face. Anyone been punched in the face by a prospect? No one? Okay. Was Clearly it, not it? prospecting hard enough. <laughs> Hi, Rob. While, while I was prospecting, someone told me, 
the F word. <laughs> yes. And then you know what I did when I got that 30,000 check? I went back. I said, thank you for motivating me. <laughs> Excellent. That's absolutely awesome. Being sworn at and then earning yourself an extra, an extra paycheck in the same month. Sorry um, to interrupt you there. Yes, Rishka. Yes. Oh, I just want to add something onto that quickly. Um, I had someone tell me one day, um, well, he asked me for all the information. I gave him everything friendly. I'm excited. And he tells me, you know what? Um, within a year, you'll end up back in retail. So I'm like, really? <laughs> within a year, I'll be earning more than what you are earning right now. So for me, things like that, at first, you know, at first when you start off, it's, it puts you down, but I just decided not to take it personal. And mm -hmm. that I use as my motivation to keep on pushing. And I think that's also what is very important, especially yeah. in this business that we are in. And that's yeah. why, that's why self-awareness and your knowledge in the business is so important because when yeah. you have difficult days and you're allowed to have difficult days, you are allowed to question yourself. You're allowed to question the business, right? You need to actually, because knowing yourself and having the self-awareness, um, and it's not self-awareness, but only how you behave. It's your self-awareness in your aspirations and where you are going. And also your knowledge in this business. Those are the tools that empower you to keep going. Because if you can't defend yourself, if you can't defend your aspirations, and if you can't defend this business successfully, you're going to be out the back door. Yeah. You need that massive belief in all those aspects to keep going in this business. And so whether you, you're hanging on to the aspirations where, when people are swearing at you, when people um, you know, throw comments that you're not going to make it, if that is your motivation, Absolutely awesome. That's your motivation. That's what keeps you going. And so, you know, for me, awareness is always so important. Um, and I think the majority of people, they just stick their head in the sand and they are just victims of the circumstance. So easy to blame everything else, right? It's the very few that are brave enough to take the reins and decide what they want out of this life everybody else is just going to get thrown around. They're going to get thrown around. They're going to lose their jobs, right? And losing their jobs is not their fault, but they're going to go look for another job again. And they're going to blame everything else. They're going to blame the lockdown. I've got lots of friends all blaming the lockdown, crying every day. Government's forcing us to have vaccinations, crying about that, crying about this. Social media is, it's like this crying platform of people displaying the lack of empowerment and control they have in their lives. It's just, it's like a bloodbath out there of tears. And this business is not for those people. It isn't. It's for people like yourselves that are aware of all of that and still make the decision of, right, things might not be going my way. Even at two point, things might not be going your way. I still make the, still make the choice. The choice I have, the empowerment I have to keep on going. Because I've got belief in myself, I've got belief in this business, and I've got belief that I'm going to reach the goal that I want to reach. 
Any other comments, Farouk? Rob, this was awesome, man. Thank you so much. Um, I know there's a couple of wealth engineers who have some questions for you, so I yeah, I've got I've got one more slide. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more slide, man. It's my favorite slide. Cyclists, even though I haven't been on a bicycle in a long time, there again, another another failure. I'm going to disclose on a public platform. I've been bad. I keep don't feel bad, mind. Rob. Rob, don't feel bad because I haven't been skateboarding also. Like, uh, heavy. <laughs> I'm, I'm too heavy on the board now, but I'm going to get back. I need to bounce back. Yeah, when Thomas was too, here. I said to my daughter, Farouk has asked me how your skateboarding's going. You haven't done any skateboarding in a long time. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, how do, we, how do we rejuvenate our channel and keep momentum going? So this is probably one of the things that will... Uh, that will depress you more than anything is when you feel like your channel around you is crumbling. When you can't keep the people in your business going and motivated, right? And so this is a great um, kind of point to discuss. And this is something that's going to affect, that affects all of us, including me, uh, because I oversee the entire channel, so to speak. Um, you guys have you guys probably deal with your channels on a more personal basis. Um, you see that debit order bounce on your on your phone on your live view, and you want to slit your wrists. Um, and so, how do we deal with with keeping a channel motivated? Because I know what you want to do. What I want to do is I want to force everybody. I want to force them to stay motivated. I've often said, unfortunately, this business is a volunteer business. I can't fire anyone. I can't give them a written warning. And so we're in this very unique, it's actually not such a unique position. If you've been, I've been involved in, you know, sports and all kinds of things uh, in my life. And anything that has got volunteer participation in it is a nightmare to manage. It's a nightmare to manage. Um, it's, it's almost akin to politics. And you can understand why politicians become so underhanded because what they're trying to do is, is very similar to us. You're trying to control people to do your bidding, right? And already that, uh, that approach is going to set you up for failure. The moment you try to control people, you're setting yourself up for failure. Because you're not going to control them, and then you're going to feel like you failed because they aren't doing what you hoped they were going to do. And so uh, the first part of this question is rejuvenating your channel. So perhaps you've disappeared or you've had so many people fall out of your channel and now you've got new people coming into the business. How do you, how do you get them engaged in this business and how do you keep them going? I'm going to tell you one thing. That is probably the most important thing. The most important thing is your consistency. If you're not consistent, you don't have to look at anything else. Don't blame the business. Don't blame anything else. If you're not consistent in this business, no one else is going to be consistent. And then at the same time, remember, 95% of the people aren't going to be consistent. You're looking 
for that tiny minority in your business. But if you're not even consistent, the game ends right there and then. You don't have to go past. You don't have to go to the next step. Stay on the step you're on. You need to sort your consistency out. Once you're consistent, everything else will start falling into place. But at the same time, remember, the majority of people aren't going to be consistent for a plethora of reasons that you're not going to solve. So don't try to solve it. Just understand that if you are consistent, you are setting yourself up to meet the other individuals that you will find on this journey that will be as consistent and maybe even more effective than you are. But if you're communicating to them every other month and then suddenly you're motivated and then you're demotivated and then you don't talk to anyone or they piss you off so much that you don't want to talk to them, if you are inconsistent, if you seem to be tossed around like that boat that we spoke about because of your circumstance, don't expect anything from your channel. Sort yourself out first before you have expectations on your business. And I promise you, if you're consistent in this business, that's when everything else will fall into place. It's not a matter of controlling people. It's a matter of mining, right? We've done the development seminar on mining uh, many times. You just, you've got to go through people, right? We talk about it as a numbers game and you will develop relationships and it does feel personal at times. Uh, because it can't not be. Um, but that mining is where you've, you know, the more you mine, the more chance you have of finding those diamonds. There's no other way through it. There's no other way through it. You're boring a tunnel, right? You're on this journey. You're boring a tunnel. The diamonds might all be at the end of the tunnel, or they might be scattered evenly along the way. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's left up to chance. So don't try to control it. The only thing you can control is your attitude, your consistency. And that's it. And so for me, if you're in that position, if you have been inconsistent, this is your opportunity now to appreciate how important consistency is for your business as well as all the people that you brought into the business. You told them, come get involved. And now you're flapping in the wind. Right? There's some accountability on your part. Surely you must feel that. Maybe that prevents you from engaging with them because you're embarrassed, right? But deal with it. If you want to start doing this again, deal with that, right? Feel that accountability and go, okay, I'm, not, I'm going to take this more seriously. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be more honest and authentic with the people in my business. That's the key to momentum in this business. Replace momentum with consistency. Any comments on that point before we open up for general questions? I have a comment, Rob. I think um, what you're saying, Rob, it's true, but most of the time, what I've learned, like by telling people the truth about the business, it's where you see people are not serious, are falling out. Like um, for my team, I will just make an example like um, to school or university, you don't write exams without studying. 
And it's same as the business. It doesn't mean uh, if you join point, if I'm telling you do the 30 days, it's gonna help you because the 30 days, the tools, it's got all the information, the answers and the question about point. So if I'm telling you for my team, if they join the business, I will tell them, I'm not gonna tell you anything without you checking the tools. If someone's saying, no, I went, I checked the tools, I'll go and screenshot and show them that you didn't do the tools. So what I've experienced in my team this month, because I've, I've, I've went hard, like I fall hard when I connected those 30 people because I didn't, they didn't follow the instruction. Some of them, they did some, they didn't. So for me, usually, uh, Rob, I'll tell them you join, you educate, your, you join, you pay, you educate yourself. So I'll make an example as even when you're in the college, you're at work, primary, you don't get, you don't go to the next class or degree or master's without knowing the knowledge. So I would just tell them like, um, for me, maybe I'm doing it right or maybe I'm doing it wrong. Farouk no, sometimes he, he would be like, no, no, Luma, you're too hard to the prospects. Like, Farouk, I, I was, I was, I'm a chef. I didn't take any uh, shortcuts. I went from step one, step two, theory, practical. So Farouk would mm. say, no, no, Luma, sometimes, because uh, Farouk, sometimes we had this um, soft side. No, you must let them know. I'm like, I'm not going to let them because you didn't let me do the business without doing the tools. <laughs> Yeah. So for me, I think uh, my, 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 my question, you already answered the one I was going to, I was going to ask you, Rob, it's the last mm -hmm. slide you put, like, how do you come back when you had a big fall? So for me, what I'm doing now, I'm building myself to check, but I think like I'm saying, just correct me if I'm doing it in the right way, like when I'm not working with anyone who's doing the tools. And the other thing, Rob, is I'm not connecting like this month, I'm busy building, but not even once I'm not in the meetings for the team or for the two point page, not even once I'm not posting in my, I remember when I was meditating for one month, I went out of social media, I deleted my WhatsApp, I went out of Instagram, and everyone, they were calling me and asking me, are you still doing two point? You understand? Because even they're not like um, joining, but they're watching, they want to see how long how long yeah. I'm pushing, how long I'm, I'm in the business. So I'm telling Farouk sometimes, you know, for me, it doesn't matter because our journey are different, Rob. It doesn't matter. It's going to take me how long to grow in the business as long as I'm still alive and doing it in the right way. So for me, I've been facing like, um, if you're going to come back to me and ask me, where do I can't tell? I learned that from the other testimony, Mali, which is Pumi and Patrick. Where do, you, where, where do I have to go and cancel? One, when you finish to do your application in point, you have the code of conduct where they write everything about the business, yeah. what you need to do. What I'm not telling them. I'm using a boot Patrick as way. I'm not telling them where to cancel or they will find a way. Because the other thing in Facebook page, there is a number for point. So I wanted to you, Rob, to correct me. Because um, people, they take shortcuts. They will join. They will come back to the house. How do I find people? What you're going to say to people you didn't even 
went to the to the to the tools and check what is due point, how to deal with people are saying due point is a scam, how to deal with the rejection, because really due point did everything for us. Everything is there. They gave us the video how to deal with the rejection. They're giving us the videos how to do your business on social media. They the founders are there. Everything is there. So that's what I wanted to ask, but you already answered my question, Rob. Thank you. Exactly. So, <clears throat> you know, the only thing you can ask for in yourself is just to be authentic. You know, if you've made mistakes, if you've disappeared, if you've stopped being in contact with your channel, you know, have enough respect for your channel to go to them and say, listen, this is why I stopped the business for a month or whatever it was, right? Be authentic enough with the people in your business to say, I made a mistake. This is why I made the mistake. Let them understand the process that perhaps it might be something that they will go through one day. This is why I stepped away from the business. For whatever reason, it might be something going on with you. It might be the circumstance. But this is why I came back. That's the good news. I decided through all of that, there was a decision-making process, and I decided to come back. Why did I decide to come back? Because I thought on all these things, and I thought, no, this is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with coming back, but be honest with yourself and the people in your business. Don't pretend that you're just back, right? Because then you're not being authentic with the people in your business. Um, and so self-awareness for me is always one of the biggest ones. I know with Gary Vaynerchuk, he always says self-awareness, right? For anyone, it's almost, uh, don't be doff. People can see when you're being doff. Be self-aware enough and honest enough with people, and they appreciate that. People are happy to do business with people that are honest, right, with themselves as well as each other. So, yeah, good point there. Thanks, Nokulunga. We have got, I'm going to give us another seven minutes, which means I'm going to be tearing into the intro presentation at uh, 6.30. My hair is going to be blown back. I'm going to go into that intro so fast. Any other questions, folks? Hi, Rob. Um, I think I'll, I'll start. Um, so my question is, um, for someone who would like to pass this business on to their children, okay, yeah. um, I usually tell my prospects about this because for me, that is, that is a big thing. Okay, starting a business that you can actually leave behind for your kids and they can continue with it. Mm. Um, so let's use... I'm going to use myself as an example. I've got three kids and they're all under the age of 18. Mm -hmm. um, so what would happen if I should pass away before my eldest child turns 18? God forbid it does not happen. Um, and then what happens to the business then? Um, also, in order for my kids to still receive the income that I've been receiving every month, um, with the, obviously the account number would have to change and all of that. Um, yeah, so let me answer be, you. Yeah. So, you. Uh, and this is definitely a great benefit of Dewpoint is that upon your passing, we know, and you've probably experienced this from a lot of anecdotal experience of people that you know have passed away, their estates get wound up for ages if they haven't planned their estate uh, properly. Um, the beautiful benefit of Dewpoint is that you can just change that bank account number and your returns can get paid into your spouse's bank account or into a child or a guardian's bank account very quickly, right? So you don't lose out 
on that income. The other thing is that Dewpoint is treated like any legal asset. And so on your passing, depending on how you've uh, done your estate planning, that'll go into the deceased estate and that typically gets wound up, right? That can take any number of months, um, but Dewpoint's still paying you. Remember that return's still getting paid out, but the, the legal ownership of that asset will then be dealt with as any other asset. So one, you can uh, make mention of it in your will. You can say, uh, you know, pass it on to my spouse or onto a guardian or to one of the kids or it gets split amongst the kids. Um, and that just has to get communicated with, uh, with Dewpoint. Once you've communicated that with us, it might mean that we split that return between two kids every single month. And so we deal with it in, the, in that fashion. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah, thank you so much. Awesome, thanks, Rishka. Any other questions, guys? We've got four minutes yes. left. Yes, Kim. Um, Kim. So, hi, Kim. Hi, thank you so much for availing yourself to us. The question I have is regarding leverage. How can I approach a prospect and positively let them know that with Dewpoint you have leverage without it sounding like a recruiting um Exactly. So lose the word leverage if you want to lose it. Uh, there's lots of you know uh, jargon uh, that has negative connotations. Um, so very easily, just stop using the word leverage. What you want to say to them, because uh, when we talk about leverage, what we're talking about is the ability to have exponential growth in your business. That is afforded to you by the ability to benefit from your team's effort. Right. So if Dewpoint only paid you for your effort, in other words, if we only paid you on your first point, there would be no leverage. Mm -hmm. Your leverage is afforded to you because you have the opportunity to build a team. And so instead of saying, talking about leverage, you can say to them, you have the opportunity to build a team at Dewpoint. It's like being this national sales manager where you get a performance bonus based on all the salespeople in South Africa that are under you. It's the same thing, right? People have a warped misconception when we use jargon. Uh, they can say, ah, oh, there's leverage. Oh, it must be a pyramid scheme. That's just something that they've planted in their head. They actually haven't thought it through. And so we shortcut that by not using that jargon. So we don't use levels. Don't use that. Don't draw circles when you, you can describe it in very layman and generic terms by saying to someone, you have the opportunity to build a team. If your team does well, you'll earn more. And so you want to build a good team. You want to build a big team. Dewpoint will pay you for your team's efforts. And so what that does for you is it allows your income to grow exponentially every single month. It's not like being the salesman at the bottom of the ladder in a sales business where you only earn commission off your month's earnings. No, you're the national sales manager. This is entrepreneurship, right? And entrepreneurship traditionally offers you um, exponential growth in anything. And that exponential growth is what gives you the leverage. If I find 10 people to do the same work I'm doing, my income grows exponentially. It's not a linear growth in my income. I hope that helps. Great. Thank you. Hi, awesome. Rob. Thanks, Kim. Hi, Rob. One minute. Yes. yes, Rob. It's me, Bronwyn. Hi there. Hi, Bronwyn. Um, when, when we say Two point or underwritten by Santam and Constantial Life. What does that mean? Okay, so for any financial product to even exist in South Africa, it is underwritten 
an insurance product. We're talking about insurance. The uh, when we talk about a financial and insurance product being underwritten, it's uh, it's akin to a guarantee. So if you take out a product with a particular Dewpoint product and you know that it's underwritten by Suntum, Suntum is the company giving the guarantee that they will pay upon that uh, successful claim on that product. Okay. Right? At the same time, what they're doing is, you know, the payment might be facilitated through Dewpoint and pay through Dewpoint, but the underwriting is being done by Suntum. So they will look at the risk on that product. They will look at the risk pool, which is basically all the numbers particular to uh, the benefits and the risk of that particular product, and then they will price the product. So an underwriter will say, this particular risk is going to be priced, and that's the premium that you pay, right? But the underwriter is the, the insurance license holder in the background that is going to guarantee that product for you, right? And so uh, on some of the products, us being part of uh, Constantia means that Dewpoint, Dewpoint is Constantia. We underwrite the product. Um, and on some of the products, you'll see it's underwritten by Suntum. And so Suntum on some of the products is, uh, is the underwriter. And so we've got those two underwriters. And then we've got a third one, actually, which is um, uh, one of the big trade unions, uh, Workers, Workers Life. And they underwrite uh, one of the products in Dewpoint Stable. So I hope that explains to you what an underwriter is and what underwritten means. It's the guarantee you. behind your product. And you want a significant, substantial, reputable business to be giving you the guarantee, right? You don't want a company you've never heard of giving you the guarantee. You want to know it's guaranteed by a proper business. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Bronwyn. Guys, I think we're done. Farouk, any closing comments? Thank you very much, Rob, for having the coolest team um, in South Africa on your <laughs> teamwork. <laughs> and well done, guys. Thank you for your questions. It was an awesome teamwork. Thank you, Rob. It was really, really helpful. And I'm sure the team benefited as well as I did. Yes. Um, and I'm going to keep you, I'm going to keep you the next time. If we do have another teamworks, I'm going to make sure that each of you have learned between now and the next teamworks. I want to know that you've put things into practice, right? You only have to remember one or two things from this evening's teamwork. So you don't have to remember all of it, but make note of just one or two things that you can put into practice that you can think about tonight or tomorrow morning and then try it out. There's no personal development. Your circumstances are not going to change. Have an awesome Thank week. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Cheers. <laughs>